I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. It's amazing that concept got them like billions. Just stupid and awesome at the same time, and I love it. It's the nightcap, Joe DiBiase and Derek Kramer here on WGR. About to do some NFL playoff predictions. We didn't just stop at wildcard weekend. We predicted the whole NFL playoffs. Wait, we did or we're going to? We're going to. Because I was going to say I did not plan any of this out. Oh well, I did. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll 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 do a, so this a is little experiment. Go exactly like how we'll the over under did. How winging it, winging it does against little preparation. We'll see how that goes. Little little experiment. Let's first go to Brad in Lackawanna. Brad, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I got a few offseason points I was hoping to cross uh, sure. uh, uh, with the Bills. Real quick though, my my Super Bowl prediction is the Chiefs and Bears. Um, Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why do you like the Bears? I like the Bears just because their defense is so stout, and I and I like the concept of the modern-day offense is everything, and yeah. the defense okay. wins championships, and I think that would be like a like a premier matchup. I don't hate it. Okay, Joke. I like it. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, what do you want to say about uh, the Bills' offseason, too? Um, Peyton Manning has been settling into his retirement. I was wondering if we could <laughs> David Culley over to wide receivers coach and maybe try to pursue Peyton Manning to, to groom uh, <laughs> uh, Shalen. Uh, I say yes. Uh, problem is I don't think he's going to take any job in football lower than, like, president of football operations somewhere. Really? <laughs> wow. Um, and also, um, Lorenzo Alexander is getting older, and I think Anthony Barr from Minnesota is coming up for free agency. And I was hoping maybe we could snag him in that uh, offensive uh, line coach from Alabama with him and his connections with the ball. I was thinking maybe we'd bring him in because their offensive line uh, production over the years in the draft has been like a factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're getting way too into the nitty-gritty for me to know about the Alabama O-line coach, so I'll just say sure for now. I mean, there's an opening there. With Dable, I don't hate it, um, I guess. Who knows, though? And Anthony Barr, did not realize he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He I don't is know. If, I don't he know. is a UFA. I don't know if the Vikings will let him walk. No, they probably franchise tag. How, how tied up does Kirk Cousins, though, have them in cap? Mm. Like, that would sting if they're not able to sign Anthony Barr because of the Kirk Cousins contract. Yeah, that would That's be... starting to look like one of the worst contracts in the league. Now, it's only been one year with him. Um, but at the same time, they were an NFC championship game last year, and they were supposed to have gotten better. Right, and they didn't. They got worse. Uh, they only had a million in cap space as the season ended for 2019. Give me two seconds. Computer running slow here. They have. They don't. Have, they don't have like anything. Oh my. They've got $6 million in cap space. All right, let's go get Anthony Marr. I mean, you can make room in football. It's not hockey. But $6 million in cap space. What do the Bills have, 83? Yeah. The Colts the have, have, what do the Colts have, 125 or something? The, the Bills have money. The Vikings don't. Let's go get Anthony Barr. Good work, wow. Brad. I would love that. What, what, what is, he, is he 
three four outside linebacker. He's not pass rusher. He's more of the. He's a, he's more of an outside linebacker. Like a traditional, yeah, outside traditional linebacker. pure outside linebacker. I don't know if guy. they need to do that. And though. they were four three system. I don't so. think they need to do that though. I love the player, and I kind of like the idea. And you've got cap space to do it, but I don't think they need to do that. I like where they are at linebacker. But? And honestly, today's NFL. I think the Bills actually. I'm trying to remember the stat. Maybe Pro Football Focus had it, or somebody else had it. The Bills played nickel defense more than anybody in the league this year. Yes, but Anthony Barr has range, and you don't know what's going to happen with Matt Milano coming back from that broken leg. There are. They worse. said he should be back by the by train by at least training camp, if not the spring workouts. So I don't know if I'd be too worried about him for the beginning of the year. I know, but it is like you don't know how well he's going to play. Is another thing. Like maybe I I like him though. I really like Milano, so maybe I want to just maybe I want to believe I more than think about the also, injury. Also, what kind of terrifying linebacking core would it be? It'd be great. Jermaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, and Anthony Barr. But how often are they going to be on the field? Is my point altogether? Because if Milano comes back and is healthy. Well, then you've got too many good linebackers. I mean, I, I, that's not a problem, but I'd like to try to use that money elsewhere because if I've got Anthony Barr playing, uh, being on the bench for 50% of snaps because I've got a third corner out there most of the time, then I'm not, I don't know if I'm using my money uh, wisely at that point. Yeah, I can you know see I mean? it. But that, it's, that's it's that's assuming Milano about. comes back and is really good. I, like I said, I don't hate the idea. Um, I would just like to use that money somewhere else, especially like Lorenzo was good this year. He was def- – Definitively good. And he is more versatile because when you've got to take that third linebacker off the field to go to your nickel defense or quarters or whatever, then Lorenzo, you know what, was a pretty good pass rusher too when he did that this year. You can slide him down there. So I like the idea of just signing him on a one-year cheaper deal more than I like going out and paying Anthony Barr a lot of money because he's going to cost a lot. He's a great linebacker. I will say one year ago, this conversation isn't even happening. No, I would say sign him. Now we're just talking about things. Oh, what do you mean? Like this isn't happening. Like we're not even talking about the Vikings getting oh. rid of Anthony Barr, right? And well, last year I would have wanted to do it in a heartbeat too, exactly. because they, I, I didn't like what they had a linebacker. Mm-hmm. But then they got Edmonds, of course. Funny, Milano funny what a year was, makes Milano really good in his second year. I didn't really see that coming as much. I mean, fifth round pick. How could you see it coming? No, you could. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number if you want to get any other thoughts in, like Brad did there. Let's do some playoff predictions though. Remember, oh. I won the over/under, so I'm ahead one to nothing. <laughs> you, Derek's trying to even the score here. I mean, you hol- very hilariously won the over/under. I don't even know if I should I should be counted. What in was that. it like? Twenty-one to eleven? I think no, I'm, it wasn't that bad. It was like seventeen to eleven. Yeah, I okay. remember. I at least made some sort of hey, heroic listen, run at the end. If you hit, if you nail the playoffs, I mean, what matters more? I know a lot about the regular season, but maybe you know more about the playoffs. We'll see. Also, this isn't just betting. This is straight up. Let's pick it. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go conference by conference? Want me to do the whole thing myself, and then you go? What do you want? What do you want here? Because you're the guy winging it, so I'm leaving it up to you. You know what? That's <laughs> that's all the point of winging it. Throw me a format and let's go. All right, I'm just gonna start reading my picks, and I'm you can interject it. whenever you want. Okay. With yours or analysis or whatever. All right, let's go. All right, I'm starting with the AFC. Okay. And I'm gonna start. I want to let me bring up the schedule first, just to make sure everybody. I'm on top of. When these games are being played. So tomorrow, we've got 435 kickoff between the Colts and the Texans. I am picking the Indianapolis Colts. I love them. I've loved them all year. I liked them when they were 1-5. And and I said, don't be surprised if they run the table. Maybe I went a little heavy there. but They basically did. I legitimately thought they could make the playoffs even when they were 1-5. Because their schedule was easy. And I loved what they had done early in the year, even though they lost some games. Their offensive line has been great. Quentin Nelson, all-pro. Two two all-pro rookies? Two all-pro rookies. 
One on offense and one I don't, middle linebacker in Darius I Leonard. forgot what their GM's name is, but he should be executive of the year. My, he, should, he, should, he probably should be. Yep. Uh, so I'm picking them to beat the Houston Texans tomorrow I, afternoon. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly there. And though I do think that this is a tough game, and you never know with division games, I think Indy does eventually come out of this on top. Agreed. Even though they're on the road. I think they're they yeah. on top. Division games are truck. Uh, uh, they're tough. They're tricky. Yep. I merged the word. <laughs> Tomorrow night, uh, <laughs> the Cowboys hosting the Seahawks. And this is maybe the one I struggled with the most. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I think he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. I think he's on that top tier with... Ah, do I even want to say Rodgers still there? I will. Rodgers, Mahomes, Breeze. Like, I think he's up there. But I think Dallas is a more complete team. And even though I don't really like Prescott, I'm not a big Prescott guy. I think he's middle of the road. I think he's Alex Smith uh, type of uh, quarterback. But I think they're more of a complete team. I love their defense. Those two linebackers, Vander Ash and Jalen Smith, are two of the most athletic. Line- that might be the most athletic linebacker pair I've ever seen. They're great. Uh, so I'm taking the Cowboys to beat the Seahawks. I will disagree with you there. They won by 11 last time when they played in Seattle earlier this year in September. And I think that the more things change, the more they stay the same in this case. I don't know if Dallas is necessarily that good. And somebody had to win the NFC East. I hope you're right because I hate watching the Cowboys play. So sick of them. I am picking the Seahawks. I will forever be sick of them because they're always going to be on my television. But And I'm not going to be picking the Seahawks just because I hate the Cowboys. I no, mean, yeah, I, I know. It's just... They're better at quarterback. They're a better quarterback. Also, and their defense lot, is better than many people suspected. Yeah, that's definitely Especially true. Especially after that's losing true, Earl sure. Thomas for the year. I forgot that even happened. Yeah. The whole cart thing mm-hmm. and him flipping off his, uh, his sidelines. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, Chargers-Ravens. I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers on the road. Hey, they play all their games on the road anyway. They're used to it. And I think they're a more complete roster. I think Phillip Rivers is one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks of this generation, and I think he's still playing like he always has, like top top level. He's not one of the top-tier guys like I put Wilson on. But uh, he's up there. I like him. And I think they're they're getting healthier. Hunter Henry might even play in this game, which is crazy to me because he played the – or he missed the whole season with a torn ACL. Melvin Gordon's off the injury report. Austin Eckler's coming back. They're getting healthy, and I think it's coming at the perfect time. I'm picking them to beat the Ravens, who are a little bit one-dimensional uh, with a lot of running the football. The thing is is that they're so good at this one dimension, and the other issue here is that Baltimore's defense is terrifying. It is. And I think that's where things get tricky for L.A., I'm picking the Ravens. I don't love it. You said that the Dallas-Seattle game was the one you struggle with. This is the one this weekend I'm struggling with. I'm picking Baltimore because in addition to everything there, yes, L.A. plays all their games technically on the road. Mm-hmm. But how easy is it to come from west to east to play in a playoff game like that? They're probably already there, right? No, they yeah. would have won a day early. And I'd maybe. imagine, but it's just... No, yeah, it's tough. West teams tend to have a difficulty traveling east. And that is where I think the problem therein is going to lie. The extra factor, that is why I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens because these teams, both relatively strong, and you can't really differentiate too much between them on how good they might actually be. Late Sunday afternoon, Eagles at the Bears, Nick Foles. This is the guy I'm rooting for more than anyone in the playoffs. I'm rooting for Nick Foles to throw chaos into the city of Philadelphia by winning another Super Bowl. 
that would be just nuts. The whole conversation Wentz versus Foles oh if that happened. But I think the Bears are one of the most complete teams in the NFL. I think kind of like the Cowboys. I don't love their situation at quarterback. I don't really love Trubisky, but I think he's good enough, and I love their head coach. But Matt Nagy's done on that offense. They're not uber talented on offense, but they're good. And their defense is at the top of the league. Khalil Mack's a beast. And to me, they have the perfect combination of an elite defense with a modern NFL offense, while not prolific, is very good. So I'm taking them to beat the Eagles. I'm taking the Bears because of one simple reason. The Eagles have been terrifyingly inconsistent this year. Yes, Nick Foles has a pretty darn good record as a starting quarterback, but that's not really much when it comes to this entire team. You're facing a team that has one of the best defenses in the NFL. And... Philly has been so up and down offensively that you're going to have problems. And that's where the Bears are going to come out on top on this. I think that performance-wise, the Bears are facing the weakest playoff team. Now, because of reseeding, I have to quickly do your matchups. Okay, so let's see. So AFC for you is Kansas City hosting Baltimore, New England hosting Indianapolis. So I'll let you chew on that for a second because I have different divisional round matchups considering my picks were a little bit different. I've got the Chiefs hosting the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm picking the Chiefs. I love the Colts, but the Chiefs on offense with Patrick Mahomes is one of the most unstoppable offenses I've ever seen. Uh, There are a couple of those teams actually this year, and I think they're one of them. And just being at home at Arrowhead, I'm picking the Chiefs. My other AFC divisional game, New England hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I am not sold on the Patriots this season. I think this might finally be the beginning of the end for them. I keep said that a couple times. But this year, I, I think I really, really believe it this time. Gronk is just not the same at all. Brady is still really good, but he's shown to be a little inconsistent at times this year. Uh, I love the Chargers. I love their roster overall, and I really like Phillip Rivers. Um, so, like I said, I'm not... Too worried about them being on the road. Maybe I should be a little bit more. But I'm picking the roster and the talent level here over a New England team that I think might be beatable right now. So I'm taking the Chargers to go to the AFC Championship game. You have, remember, Chiefs, Ravens, also Patriots, Colts. The Chiefs might be a buzzsaw at this point, and even the Ravens had their problems. I mean, they kept up, and maybe, though, there is a better chance than people might suspect. I'm not picking Baltimore to go to the AFC Championship game, but I will say it will be competitive just like their last game was this season between the two teams. And that was in KC as well. So I'm picking the Chiefs there. And then, sad trombone, I'm picking the Patriots Mm. to beat the Colts because... Thing because we're not allowed, as Mike Show had said earlier today, we're not allowed to have nice things. Right? No, that was Bulldog. Excuse me. Bulldog oh, yeah, said. Yeah, Bulldog said we're not allowed to have nice things, and I agree. And th- there's nothing more miserable than watching the Patriots be in another AFC Championship game. So, before I do my NFC picks, just let you know which yours are real quick. Your matchups. You've got the Saints hosting the Seahawks, and then you've got the Rams hosting the Bears. I have. The Rams, let's start with the Saints. I have the Saints hosting the Cowboys. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Cowboys, um, and I think this is kind of where the quarterback difference comes into play because the Saints do have a very complete roster. They're a lot better on defense than they've been in the past few years. Their offense is prolific, even though they don't really have a lot 
of receiving options after Michael Thomas. I think Alvin Kamara has given them that other receiving option while also being uh, prolific in the backfield. So to me, I love the Saints this season, and I think they would. I think they beat Dallas handily. I, Dallas, I just can't think. Even though they won that game, I know they beat New Orleans and they looked great in that game. I just. I think overall, playoffs at New Orleans, I got to take the Saints. And Dallas was the one team they tripped over, but I would agree with you there. Um, we have the same game for the uh, Bears and the Rams. That's right. Oh, I didn't make my pick on You want me to do that one first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Rams hosting the Bears. Rams will certainly be favored in this game. Their offense, kind of on similar level to the Saints and the Chiefs, has been at times unstoppable this year. I think they really miss Cooper Cup. They look a little bit... They look... I don't think he's crucial to that offense, but I think they definitely miss him. They're not getting quite the same production out of their other their new slot guy, Josh Reynolds. And Gurley was a little banged up at the end of the year. I think they're beatable. And like I said, I love the Bears on defense, and I love their combination of arguably the best defense in the league with a modern NFL offense. I think that's going to be enough. I think they're going to beat the Rams. I love the Bears. And like I said, it's hard to love the Bears when you don't love the quarterback. But I think they go into L.A., and I think they beat the Rams. I think that's probably the pick I'm most questioning that I've made so far. But I'm sticking with it. Bears in the NFC Championship game. All right, so AFC uh, already done there. But with this game there, the Bears and the Rams, really there was one major problem with that game and why the Rams lost it. Jared Goff just suddenly forgot how to play quarterback for a moment. Mm -hmm. He does that at times, though. It happens at times. He does times. that at times. He does that at times, but against the same opponent in the same scenario, I don't think it happens twice. Here's the I I think I, the Rams I don't want to say you're wrong. To me, I think the overall reason I picked this game is I think if the Bears get a bad game out of Trubisky, I can still see them winning. If the Rams get a bad game out of Goff, I don't think they win. I don't think there's a chance they win. That's pr- to me their where I would defense, say the difference. Their is. defense has kind of come back around. No, it's good, but it's not the Bears defense. I know, but it's come back around. And yeah, I agree with that. Aaron, back. Aaron Donald is as terrifying as Khalil Mack, if not more, because he's just closer to the quarterback on the set of the formation. But I think that lightning does not strike twice here. I think the Rams go in and, and take care of business against the Bears in the rematch. As for Saints Seattle, well, sorry, Russell Wilson. I can only take you so far when you are dragging the corpse of a Seahawks offense on your shoulders <laughs> on a constant basis. Playing keep up with the Saints is not easy, and even Russell Wilson will have his troubles. I think the Saints and the Rams are the ones that go forward. So in the championship games, you have Chiefs versus Patriots, one versus two. Rams at the Saints, one versus two. I'm so creative. <laughs> I have... The Chiefs hosting the Chargers and the Rams hosting the Bears. A little bit different there. I took a couple of upsets. And to me, I'm riding them. I'm riding them out. I'm oh, picking the Chargers to go no. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm picking the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're a more complete roster than the Chiefs. They beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and I think that's the blueprint. I think that they can that, – that was proof to me that that roster can pull it together. Because that's been the problem. The past couple years, they've been super talented, but something's always happened. Either their kicker has messed it up for them, or their defense has 
just randomly not showed up or Rivers has had a bad game. This year, I think they are the total package. The Chiefs, like the best offense in the league probably, but they are lacking a little bit on defense. Oh, yeah. And to me, that's reason enough to ride the Chargers to the Super Bowl. I unfortunately am doing the same thing with you with a different team. I think the Chiefs have a legacy of choking that I cannot deny. And sad trombone. The Patriots even go with to Mahomes? the Super Bowl. Even with Mahomes even instead with of Elk Ma- Smith? Even with Mahomes because of the fact that the defense is so suspect that even bad version of Tom Brady will go ahead and do just fine. The Patriots have shown that they are winning games in different ways this year without Brady being at his best. That makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, they did play six games in the AFC East. Yes, but to be fair, to be fair, but they lost some. They're of not games. getting the Jets in the playoffs. Yes, but they also just can't beat Miami in Miami for any reason. Oh, yes, they can. Well, not this year. No, it's actually Brady's one and four in his last five in South Beach. But I think th- I think fact. I saw something about that. Three of them, he didn't play the whole game. A couple of them were week seventeen. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. I thought I, I read that. But and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, sorry. Patriots. Yeah, we don't deserve nice things. Patriots go hey, back in the Super Bowl. I've continued to think that if they win it this year, that they might be that Brady going out on top. Because here's the, other, be. here's the other thing. I'd hope. Everyone's saying it now. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's, it's finally happening. And this is when the Patriots go, oh, yeah? Here, have another year of misery, everybody. Thanks. NFC Championship However, game. However, mm-hmm. I do think that the best bet for beating New England will show up against them in New Orleans. So you think New, you 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 picking New Orleans to beat the Rams? I'm picking New Orleans to beat the Rams again. So you have Patriots Saints in the Super Bowl. Breeze versus Brady. I also have the Saints going to the Super Bowl. I like I said, love the Bears, but to me, the Saints roster is as close to flawless. As it can get. Mm-hmm. They're not incredible on defense, but they're very good in the secondary. I love Marshawn Lattimore, and they get a good pass rush. Um, so to me, they're good on defense, if not very good. And like I said, the offense is just its great. You know I mean, how the NFL, Sean Payton's a wizard. You know how the NFL can stop the Patriots from making the Super Bowl on a constant basis? Throw a Super Bowl in Gillette. Teams Throw, don't host their own Super Bowls. Yeah, but they break it. They break it. And then we'd have to watch them win on home turf. No, terrible idea. Also, <laughs> also they would never do it because their stadium is like 40 million miles away from Boston. All right, so we've got Patriots, Saints in the Super Bowl for you. I have Chargers. Saints, Chargers. And look at the storylines there. Rivers versus Breeze. Breeze playing his former team. Rivers has never had one before. Not a huge fan base for the Chargers in L.A., so, like, I don't really know who they're winning it for. Like, maybe <laughs> San Diego going to be happy? Strictly Are they going to be mad? Strictly like, themselves, the right. 53-man roster. And I said I was riding the Chargers. Oh, no. But not to okay. the Lombardi. I'm riding okay, them good. to the Super Bowl. But, like I said, I think the Saints are flawless. I think they're going to be the Super Bowl champions. I think they're the best team in the league. And I, like you, will have the Saints winning it all. I mean, let's be real here. I think, like you said, they're the most complete team in the NFL. Yes, is it is it dull to have the Saints winning the Super Bowl? Not really. It's, I not, think, dull. it's not really dull. Like, you're picking the best team in the league to win the yeah. Super Bowl. Well, more times than not, how often does it happen like that? We had the one seed and the one seed last year. 
And the team with the best record did happen to win the Super Bowl last yeah, year. Yeah, th- that's true. The Eagles were a one seed last year, but remember they were underdogs in every game. So yes. they weren't a normal one seed. But what I'm saying, though, is that the one seed tends to rise back to the crop. Yeah. All and right. that is why I have ones and twos in my bracket there. Our, uh, we both have the Saints winning the Super Bowl. Our biggest difference probably being the Chargers. I have them in the Super Bowl. Derek has them losing uh, in the wild card run. All right, we'll keep track of those, and we'll see who wins. And then Basically, if the Chargers... We'll have to pick the Pro Bowl, I guess, if, uh, if, if, if you beat me. It will be one-to-one. Well, the Pro Bowl's before the Super Bowl. The biggest one's going to be oh, yeah, that's right. if the Chargers win... I'm in a lot of trouble, and if the Chargers lose, you're in Oh, I'm done. (laughs) The Chargers have to be Baltimore. I'm done. You're probably cooked if they lose to Baltimore. Probably. All right, we'll uh, play a portion of Josh Allen back from the morning show today after the break as we stick with some football talk here on the Nightcap. Jody Biasi and Derek Kramer on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap. Jody Biasi here on WGR. Let's continue some football talk. Little Bills, though, now with Josh Allen. Josh was on with the morning guys this morning, Howard and Jeremy. Here is some of Allen with the guys. Now, Josh, it's Howard and Jeremy. Good morning. Welcome to the show, first of all. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. How'd you like the game last night? It was awesome. You know, energy was uh, fantastic. Crowd showed up. You know, and then uh, you know, the the Sabres played extremely well. You have a chance to get to many games. I mean, I, I know your schedule during the week might be pretty busy, but there, there are a lot. Yeah, I, I think this has been my fifth game this year, so I've I've been to quite a few. Can you can you just relax and enjoy it as a fan, or do you <laughs> would you as an athlete would you get stressed out? Would you you know do you look at the game any differently because you play professionally? Um, if it was baseball or basketball, maybe, but, uh, you know, I never played hockey growing up. You know, okay. this isn't a sport that really was around where I was at. Um, so I get to admire and check out what these guys are able to do and what they do on, on ice is unreal. You know, how they can skate around like that and then uh, find the puck and, and put it into a net that's not very big and there's somebody blocking it. it it's pretty special. Baseball, basketball, football. I know a lot of people talk about multi-sport athletes, like one way to be – the best to be the healthiest is to play uh, play multiple sports. Was football the one you loved the most? Oh, absolutely! Even from a young age, it, that, that was my sport. Slept with the football. You know, it was, it was the one thing that I wanted to watch all the time. Um, and that's never changed. I'm trying to remember your backstory now, Josh. From when you were drafted, did you always want to be a quarterback? Yep, that's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. It's it's uh, at what point did you realize? Hey, it's uh, it's a difficult position to play, and a lot of love can come your way, but a lot of criticism can come your way too at that position. I think high school, high school is really what it was. Um, that's kind of where it got a little more competitive than the Pop Warner deal. Um, but I mean, I, I can't ask for anything else of, of what this game's done for me. Josh Allen joining us on the Western Hotline. Josh, one of the things we talked about with Harrison Phillips was what are you going to do in the offseason? And he seemed like he, he told us he had asked a bunch of veterans, what, what should I do? You know, how, how do I keep myself busy? Um, he basically gave us the idea he would miss football so much. He was going to try and do anything he could to stay, to keep like a football life going, even though you're, you're in a pretty lengthy offseason. So how, how about you? Like, are you, are you already thinking you're going to miss it? And, and how much work is there for you to do this offseason? 
Uh, I mean, there, there's still quite a bit of work, you know. Obviously, one one or two weeks taking it off, kind of letting your body get back to where it needs to be, hanging out with friends, going back home, um, and then when February comes around and you know start training again, start working on mechanics, cleaning up some cleaning up some footwork deals. Um, but I mean, if you if you really think about it, this is the first time that a lot of guys have had a break in their entire life. You know, in college, we're still in spring ball. We got that going on. You go back to high school. Some people play two or three sports. Uh, during this time, you're involved with other activities. So this is kind of different for me. I'm, you know, I'm excited to have some time off and and really kind of focus and tone in on, uh, you know, trying to get better. Have you decompressed this week, or have you? Are you still thinking back to the season and games and things like that? Uh, still thinking back. You know, it it wasn't the season that we all wanted. Um, definitely a lot of good moments a lot of not so great moments um but being able to learn this past year and experience things that i did um you know it, it was it was awesome and it's going to help me in the long run I mean, we've we've talked about this josh i think you know you after injury looked like a better quarterback than before the injury so you know josh allen in december and what you were doing what you were seeing how you were playing how do you feel you were different than you know what you were doing in september well, I think it's kind of when Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley got, you know, got to our uh, quarterback room. They've helped me out so much and be able to see how they handled things, how they, you know, progressed through their reads, you know, how they handled the team and the leadership roles. And it, they really showed me kind of a different side of football. And I appreciate what they've done for this, uh, or for me and for this team. And I'm super excited that they're both coming back. Can't wait to get back to work, uh, you know, come April. Yeah, the, the Bills. Obviously wanted to keep the room together since they did sign both of those guys. Um, how did they make you better? What What are some of the biggest contributions those guys had made to you this season? Well, first of all, like I said, I've said it over and over. You know, just kind of how they handled themselves. They're true professionals. Uh, when Da got here, how we handled walkthroughs, like just little things in walkthroughs, talking to guys, uh, trying to get guys to you know be better around him and then when you get to you know practice and how we prepared for games and then during games how we progressed quickly through his reads and got to his checkdowns um and then matt came in off the street in one week had to start a game won a game for us i mean that it's it really showed me really like how crazy the nfl is and how prepared some of these guys are and um you know how well you know some of these guys are you know that that aren't starting quarterbacks and how they can come in prepare and, and win a game in the NFL or win a few games in the NFL. It's kind of crazy. Josh Allen is with us here. Nothing beats game reps, Josh, But and nobody wants to get injured. But as you look back on it, do you think there was a benefit to being out for a few weeks, being able to step back, watch from the sidelines, listen to, to Derek and Matt? Did, did that, that time away from things help your game? I definitely think so. You know, it was kind of a little blessing in disguise, getting to kind of step back, see the game from a different perspective. You know, um, the game was move, moving pretty fast, you know, before I got hurt. And then after I got hurt, it seemed like it slowed down just a little mm-hmm. bit. I was seeing things a little better, um, you know, and, and that's when I was making better decisions and, you know, just feeling better playing the game of football. You mentioned slowing down. I wanted to ask you about that because the other day when Brandon Bean met, met with the media, one of the things he said when, when he was asked about your season, he said you could see things were slowing down for Josh in the second half of the year. When, when he says that or when you say that, 
What specifically are you talking about when a quarterback says, a young quarterback points out, things seem to be slowing down? What, can you explain that a little bit? He's just feel a little more comfortable. You know, the, the reads are becoming easier. Uh, you're, dic- you're seeing the dictating of coverage a little uh, sooner. You can see it pre-snap. Um, and in turn, your decision just becomes that much quicker because you know where your guys are supposed to be and you know where their guys are supposed to be. You know, sometimes they'll try to fool you and disguise things. Um, but, you know, post-snap when you see uh, your key or one of your you know, defensive backs go a certain way, you're like, okay, I know where I'm going with this ball. Um, get, get to our steps, be on time, throw the ball where it needs to be. Okay, and now in conjunction with that, with slowing down, as the season went on, did, in terms of Brian Dable and what he was giving you, did you, did you get more freedom? Did you get more responsibility? Did he put, kind of put more on the plate, so to speak, for you as the season went on with the offense? Yeah, you know, being more comfortable in this offense, you know, and the relationship that me and Dave's have, you know, it's continuing to grow. Um, we're in a good spot right now, and, and you know, I trust Dave, and I love, I love him, and um, you know, he's in our room every day talking to us, explaining what we need to do, and his expectations of of us are very high. You know, I trust the guy, and I'm gonna try to do whatever he says and execute whatever play he calls. A couple more things with you, Josh. I'm curious. Let's do a little self scouting when you. Um, when you go back and watch your games, as you did during the season, I don't know, maybe you'll do it in the off season. Um, when Bruce Arians was working, I think it was the Detroit game, he mentioned that what he, one of the things he'd like to see is the occasional you know, 0-10 to 10 yard pass. Like, you have a rocket arm. You love to throw the ball downfield. You want to make the big play. You have that competitive fire. Do you think... Is that part of the, you know, your game from year one? Do you believe there's an element to every now and then being, being able to take the check down, even though it's not a sexy play, obviously? Absolutely, and you know that's kind of been um, my mo for the past few years. You know, I've got this mindset where you know, I love pushing the ball downfield. I love you know big plays, exciting plays. I'm got to start focusing more on, on the smart play. And you know, sometimes these you know three, four, five yard passes turn into big gains because you know you're getting the ball into your playmaker's hands. They can make somebody miss, and, you know, and they can take it the distance if need be. So. Um, that's still a game I'm working on and developing, and that's decision making. Um, you know, that's you know progression, getting through quick enough, pocket awareness, and you know, obviously finding him and getting him the ball. How about your running? You know, you were very effective. Actually, you led the team in rushing this season. Congratulations, by the way, on that. When when it comes to running, do you, you're welcome. Do you enjoy doing that? I mean, you don't shy from contact. We know that. Or or was that more? of a necessity or, hey, you know, if the defense is giving me this stuff, I might as well take it. How, how do you balance out when to run the football? Yeah, you know, it really turned out that if the defense was giving it to me, um, I was going to decide to take it. You know, we weren't really calling a whole bunch of called quarterback runs. They were, you know, mostly on the scramble. Um, so, I mean, it's just one of those things where if they're playing one too many guys in coverage and not worrying about me and I can make one guy in the pass rush miss. Um, our, our five linemen kind of opened up some lanes, and you know I just kind of took what was in front of me. You know, um, that's really what it was. And, um, I'm not really trying to take that game away from me, but you know, to win consistently in this league, you got to win from within the pocket. So, um, you know, I'm not saying we need to tone it down, but I got to be better in finding my check downs and, and getting the ball out on time.
There is Josh Allen with Howard and Jeremy this morning. If you want to listen to that whole interview, it's on demand at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. We'll take a timeout, wrap things up. Last call in the nightcap is next here on WGR. Last call on the nightcap, Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Let's get some final results on that poll that I posted earlier today, earlier in the show. What are we supposed to do about Casey Middlestat on the short term? I gave you four options and no majority. Everyone's kind of split. Just under 2,000 votes. 38% is the leader with more ice time. Take his lumps. Let him take his lumps. Second place, send him down to Rochester. That's a 28%. I'm still a little surprised by that number that uh, people would want to see him, but it makes sense. It wouldn't be my vote, but it does make sense. Maybe send Middlestead down to Rochester for uh, for a week or two or even longer. Let him build up some confidence. Third place right now, move him to the wing. That's at 21%. And 13% continue to play sheltered minutes, which is what he has been doing uh, recently. Only eight, just under nine minutes of ice time. Uh, last night for Casey Middlesat. All right, thanks everybody for listening. You can listen to the whole show on demand at WGR550.com. No Bills Sunday, so I'm off till Monday. Got a weekend to myself. So I'll be back on Monday, refreshed and ready to go for the nightcap. Thanks everybody for listening. Later.